When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. This is John here, trying to start recording this episode for the third time, um, and we have the entire group here. We have Jules, we have Dylan, we have Case. How's it going, everybody? It's okay, I guess. Yeah, it's going all right. I'm I'm well right now. <laughs> Dylan, you're doing good. Yeah, I'm going to win this fucking food war. It's the last thing I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, this is our first time recording in, like, two months because we're very good at this regular podcast recording schedule thing. Um, a lot has happened in Dragon Gate in those two months, but at the same time, I mean, most of it in the past couple weeks, if we're being honest. Um, the Summer Venture Tag League, you know, it kind of went on forever this year. It wasn't great, I wouldn't say. I mean, I liked it, but it, 
it seemed like we were the only ones watching as we were discussing before the episode, so um, it was okay. But yeah, do, do you just want do you want to give a brief rundown now, just because we're we're touch we're touching on it? I mean, we don't really have to. It just kind of happened. That's all I was trying to say. Is it just kind of happened? Um, the the novelty of the Shinjuku face building, John. I know you love it because you've been there, but the novelty of that instead of Corkin. Uh, ran off after about two matches. I was I was ready for Cork, and after about the opener <laughs> on the first show. Um, I will say if you're there if you're there live, it's a different experience. It's a really fun building, but on TV it 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 can just come off, especially when it's Dragon Gate and like you know you're so used to Corkin for Dragon Gate shows, and it's just like wow, it's a smaller wow. building. <laughs> yeah, but I still I still think it has a great atmosphere for like Lionsgate shows and. Grimy Nasawa. Yeah, to- Tokyo Garantai shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The best. It's just, it, it wasn't Dragon Gate Summer Adventure Tag League. Mm. Yeah. Um, the, best advice, the best advice we can really offer at this point is just, if you like the teams, then pick the matches with the teams you like. There's no reason to watch all yeah. of it. That's a good, yeah, that's a good point. I do have some and, recommendations, so if anyone wants to contact me on Twitter, they can do that. No, Jules, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, r- run down those because I've got. Uh, there are two matches in the tournament I really liked. Okay, so Doi and Yashi versus Linda and Maria was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Kagatora and Susumu versus Rankin and Ata was really good. That was the uh, that was the finals, right? The semifinal. The semifinal. Semifinal. Okay. Semi-final, yes. Um, there was one more match that I think I'm probably the only one who liked it, but from the first shows, uh, Yamato and Hulk versus Tozawa and Shimizu, I thought was really good. That was one that, that again, felt I'm the a only one. flat, but I, th- I remember Jules telling me yeah. that they really liked that match more than I did. I did. But honestly, um, for some... I know people don't necessarily like... Yashi or whatever, but I would still really recommend that Doi Yashi versus Maria and Linda match that I thought was probably um, the best Yashi's looked in Dragon Gate since he returned. Um, I totally agree. I I thought that was the best match of the tournament. And I I, I thought it was really good. Doi obviously is always great in tag team matches. And yeah. Wait, which match Uh, are you Doi and Yashi versus Marilyn's. Okay, I thought you. I like Doyashi against Yoshino and T Hawk a lot from the mm-hmm. Hakas Star Wing mm-hmm. show. Yeah, that was really good. I thought. Mm-mm. But yeah, yeah, was, other than that, uh, it's yeah. Yeah. Um, do I would also watch. say that the Jimmy's battle, the Jimmy's battle from yes, Hakas Star Wing, the Jimmy's battle, was really cool. So. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, um, obviously, I think we have to mention Shingo and Khan versus Mochizuki and Futa Nakamura. Yeah, that was on the A21 Hakata Star Lane show. Um, it was that, the only match it, it, that Futa had in the tag league proper because Shingo was trying to murder him the whole way through. Again. Yeah, but... You should add yes. again. It was really, it was really Shingo good. was the like, one who concussed him to begin with. Mm-mm. I think if you're going to watch one... If you're going to watch one whole show besides the finals, that Hakata Star Lane show is probably the way to go. That was my favorite one, I think. Mm. And it had a lot of the matches we're talking about, so. But, um, yeah. But yeah, that was the summer venture tag. It was it was okay. It really wasn't 
like anything you need to go out of your way to see. And to be quite honest, but we we did say in the on the last episode that even though they were added at the last minute, Osaka states were probably going to go pretty far, and they did make it to the semifinals. Shima's on that team. So, if you're you betting know. against Shima in Dragon Gate, you haven't learned how booking works. <laughs> I, that's maybe a rude way to put it, but I mean, when it's the dude who was like the core of your company for a thousand years, yeah, you really should not bet against him. That semifinal wasn't really good, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was really weird. It ended with, in the most, like, abrupt way ever. Like, I, I looked away for, like, two seconds, and the match was over. I hate it when matches are like that. I hate it yeah, so was... much. Shima and Gamma had a better match on this cork and then they did the entire Avenger Tech League, probably. <laughs> Which is, like, but. really funny, because usually they are a pretty fun team, but that was really just not the case. In some yeah, of the no. do, do not watch Doi and Yashi versus Osaka Osage. Really, just do not. Just don't. Don't waste your time <laughs> on it. So that was that was the Summer Avenger Tag League. Don't waste your time on it. Seems like a pretty no, good... No, that's not what I said! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, just like the, re- just like the uh, reference, the winners have already gotten beaten. There's, if you really don't want to go back and watch it, then just don't go back and watch it. Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. Yoka Ichome um, defended their titles against um, Dragon Kid and Eita today, and they won. And Susumu pin- pinned Eita with the Jumbo Nokachi, I believe. So that's over and done with. So we can move on. I was. I was going to watch it at work because we were not doing anything at work other than sitting in a corner on our phones anyway, but I was watching Tiger Mask Double instead, so. <laughs> it was, was it's that? so it was over, it's, it's, yes, it is gay, so if you were worried <laughs> that this was going to be a sports anime that was not gay, because all of, pretty much all of them are, I assure you, Tiger Mask Double is very gay, it's more overly dramatic than any pro wrestling company in the world, and wrestling is a shoot- on the show. It's hilarious. And, well, no, like, I, I knew that was <laughs> the first few minutes, this dude gets, like, slashed across the chest, and he's bleeding, and he gets stomped on, and I'm like, is this Freedoms? This isn't a death match, is it? I thought the guy was dead two different times in the first five minutes, and he... So, so who is going to be the, the, the leads are Well, obviously... Takuma and Naoto, a.k.a. Tiger the Dark, which is Black Tiger, and the Tiger Mask character, both of them did make their in-ring debut in the first episode, and it was it was fun. It's, it's really dramatic, though. Also, Okada was there for, like, ten seconds, and he looked more jacked than real-life Okada has ever looked in his life. It is so weird to hear, like, to see Okada animated, but to not hear Okada's voice, because he's not, he, he doesn't voice in the show. That's the weirdest. I know. Like, the Somebody on Twitter said so this, was pro- this show was probably going to be marketed more towards the Fujashi women, which are the women in Japan who are into the gay ships, than it would be the children. And, I mean, the voice actor for Okada is, I do believe, the same voice actor that did Bunny from Tiger and Bunny, the superhero anime. Um, I do I believe I read that. Let me check that real quick because I don't. If you've I, not, if you've not seen Tiger and Bunny, if you want to see what Hiroshi Tanahashi would look like as a superhero, 
he looks like, one of the leads looks like him. So, me and Jules have been watching it. It's very exciting, and it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do yeah. know that the voice Let's actor for Okada does a whole bunch of um, idol stuff, I believe. I think he's, a, he's in a, a game, um, whatever, whatever. But I don't... I really thought you were about to say he's in a game. It was, no, it's not. I cannot remember for the life of me the name of this voice actor, but I am going to find him right now because this is... Really, like, if you like really over-dramatic sports animes, you really need to watch this one because it's very funny. Mm, and it's very yes. dramatic. And a bear gets uppercutted. It is Masasaki Morita. Uh, oh, you were right. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. It is in, he's indeed voiced by the same guy who voices Bunny and Tiger and Bunny, which is really funny because um, Tiger and Bunny from that anime are very reminiscent of Tanahashi and Okada. So. <laughs> well, that was a Tiger Mask double. Real quickly, we start dating this game. I have to work that in here somehow. Know. People have to watch this. <laughs> It's okay, we always do something right And in the middle, part, and at the end. We just put an after <laughs> summer venture tag leave for once. Who who wants to who wants to talk that, about Oh John, we're not gonna do that. that? Yeah. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> Dangerous gate, that's what we're gonna talk about. Yes, yes it is. That's good. Yeah, that okay, I give you that. I, I don't believe Don Fuji was involved with the US presidential uh, debate, but Don Fuji was involved with Dangerous Gate, so let's talk about him. If he was involved in the debate, he would have gotten elected on the spot. He would have the House demographic. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Dangerous <Yeah>. Gate. <laughs> Not the debate. Um, it, it was at the Oda City General Gymnasium. Jesus Christ. John, Tokyo, I did not stop reminding us that you went to Japan. Uh, <laughs> That's your gimmick, is John like went to Japan. Right now. What do you want me to tell you? I hate you. Exactly. I mean, well, I, I am trying my best. Supposedly come too, so, so then we'll be... Just got a new job, trying to make we'll it work. We'll be able to do the gimmick so. together. It's exciting. Yeah, so oh my God, it'll yes. be like a tag team. Wait, no, I already have a tag gimmick. team. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, well, you can be in more than one tag team. People, he gets it, around. Was in, like, three <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, in that yeah. map. That's, that's um, so, Dangerous Gate opened up with, with oh, the War yeah. to Sell the Score. Mondai Ryu and Sachi Hoko Boy. Um, Me either. Not, <laughs> I, don't even, I, have no I know Mondai Ryu won. That's like else. the only thing I know. Which, but, which is really yeah. whatever. So. That's what the text is telling I don't me. think we should spend too much time on that one. Yeah, I didn't put it into my review, uh, but I, I watched it live, and it was it was actually worse than you'd expect. It wasn't even competent wrestling because it was just like, hey, let's let's have Mondai Ryu feel good about himself. Uh, but there's nothing that needs to be said about him, and it was it was a match that no one should watch if they're not watching it live. Mm-mm. We probably yep. just spent longer talking about it than it went on. So yeah, <laughs> isn't that what we do though? <laughs> I don't know. So then the real opener was Don Fuji, El Lindeman, Fuda Nakamura, and Shun Watanabe against Gamma, Yamamura, Ishida, 
This Huey match looked up. like a field um, trip. This is a pretty fun <laughs> It really did. <laughs> like, it was really, I really enjoy seeing the Watanabes. They're very, very young, but they're pretty, pretty cool so far. I don't know. I mean, they're obviously very, very, very green. Um, Hayu Watanabe has taken issue with Don Fuji every time they've been in the ring with each other. That's that's becoming no, a thing. Shun, Shun Watanabe. Shun. Okay. All right. You're right. You're so there are two, there are two Watanabe young boys. Okay. Watanabe so, tall and Watanabe small. In case you're wondering, I will break it down for you right now. Shun Watanabe is the tall one. <laughs> I believe he's actually the tallest member of the roster right now. He's. I have no idea what that's like in feet and inches or whatever, but he's 180. 180 <laughs> he is, is taller than Shingo and Hulk and Cybercon. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he, right. he I, I checked and double checked and triple checked, and he, he is the tallest member of the roster right now. Um, Hio Watanabe is the small one. He's 163, uh, which is Lindeman sized, pretty much. We're the one with the bright shoes. He has the bright shoes, indeed. Okay, alright. Why are they like Russian dolls? That's yeah. That's about five. So the difference wow, is like pretty huge. Four. So now you know, Shun is the yeah. tall one. Hio is the small one. If Linda just gets lifts for his boots, he can finally be not the shortest person. <laughs> but can't, fix that, can't fix that fucking hair, but he can fix his height. Oh, have you guys seen Lindemann's new hair? Yes. It's Alan embarrassing. Alan the Rogue says he looks like a Pidgeot, and. I he really does. Little, like fucking ketchup and Maya and Mayo, like it's terrible. Like he looks so fucking bad. I'm I can't deal with it right now. I I'm never gonna stop ah, dragging oh. him for this hair. This is the worst hair he's ever had, and he one time had that purple pink hair. That was pretty cute though. Yeah, this match was uh this match was interesting. It was more Fuda Nakamura, which is exciting. Um he threw around everyone in the match, and then on the other side, uh Kaito Ishida has looked awesome lately. He I think he's mm-hmm. progressed ahead of Yamamura at this point. He's someone that I can see at this time next year. Not a Bravegate champion, but someone in that Bravegate picture because he's progressing at a rapid rate right now. He's really, really good. I really I'm I'm I continue to be very kind of not surprised, but kind of pleased with that trend of the young boys not being the ones getting pinned. Remember at Kobe World where um, Futa didn't get pinned in his match? And yes. it was the same in this one where neither him nor the Watanabes got pinned. And obviously I can understand that Lindemann pinned... Um, uh, it was he pinned Ishida, right? Uh, yes. Yes, pinned obviously because you know he's feuding with he's feuding with over generation, so that makes a ton of sense. But I really like that the young boys are not getting pinned. Yeah, Dragon Gate is bursting at the seams with talent right now. I mean, Lindemann is finally mm-hmm. sort of elevated past that young boy role, but you've still got Nakamura and the Watanabes. Yamamura, and you've got more guys having expedition matches seemingly every tour now. This this is a company that is so well off for their next 10 years. I mean, this is a company that's not going to stop. That's good. That's really good. But yeah, that was 
really fun. I mean, I don't really have anything to say about the, about it because I think that the post match was more important than the match itself. So. Yeah, and Jules, talk about the uh, the post match. So basically, Lindemann freaked the fuck out and decided to beat up his team. Yeah, um, it That's was. That's what happens. It was a child throwing a temper tantrum in the context of professional wrestling. He can't handle his first breakup, which is really sad. Um, and, yeah, he's just not in a really good place right now, poor Linda child. <laughs> he's, he's looking really good in the ring, though. So. Yes, he is. <laughs> so if there's one positive we can take from the breakup, he's still a good professional wrestler. Of course. I mean, he's, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him if he has a vicious side to him. I think he does. I, th- I think it's going to work out. I think there's going to be an interesting contrast with him as a heel and his, his literal face. I think it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see that with like some, some grimacing and some mean facial expressions. He has a baby face. Heel, but she'll never get rid of the baby face. Yeah. Okay, Dylan? so next... Oh, go ahead, Dylan. Dylan? I'm just... I've, I've pulled up the picture of Linda to edit it, and I'm just kind of marveling over the red cherry blossoms. He has red cherry <laughs> I thought T-Hawk's cool, awesome heel pants were fantastic. And well, we, we yeah. will get to that. Yes. You guys so are rushing has- our fashion segment. He really does look like a Pidgeot. Like, when I actually look at Pokemon and I look at him, it's really fucking funny. <laughs> uh, next up, yes. we had Cyber Kong uh, defeating Jimmy Kness, JKS, in eight minutes in maybe the most pointless and random match of the year. I don't even, I don't know why this happened. I don't want to know why this happened. Um, at this point, I'm just really, really done with Cyber Kong and singles. Um, we I, might bury Monde Ryu, but, like, at least Monde Ryu has had one good singles match this year with Maria. I don't think Cyber Kong has had one good singles match all year long. Didn't, uh, didn't Kong have a singles match at World also? No, he was no, supposed, he was supposed to, to, and then he got right, right, he got yeah. shafted into the tag match and proceeded to do the weakest German suplex I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> That's right, I remember. <laughs> I was so mad because uh, the German suplex is one of my favorite wrestling moves. Period, and like he completely ruined it. I I don't even I don't even know, man. I mean. Well, you know what this was? This was this was just Mondai Ryu versus Sachioko Boy, just four minutes longer and on the main card. This is something that no one should watch if they don't have to. Man, is this payback because Kness went and shook Taka Michinoku's hand? Because that was some some low shit. Cyber Kong's not good. I mean, they Shima has told him he sucks in the ring like five hundred times. Why even bother to let him win at this point? Like. Honestly, I don't think even the most hardcore of Kness fans should watch this match. Yeah. yeah I watched I've, it, I've, and like I suffered, so do not watch it. And he's like my second favorite Jimmy. Do not watch it. It was bad. It was just bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> next up, we had the... Uh, ah, the anyway, it, moving on. <laughs> we had the Open the Brave Gate Championship next. This was Ata successfully defending his title against Brother Yashi. In a match that uh, I know we talked about in our in our preview, as one of those that could be very very good because Yashi has the T2P background. He came up in that class, and Ata has been working more Yave style lately. Or it could be, unfortunately, 
like a large chunk of the Brother Yashi matches we've seen this year in Dragon Gate, and sadly I think it fell towards the latter. I didn't love this, but I don't know how you two, uh, or you three, John, also, I, I don't know how you guys felt about it. Let's take turns. I know this this subject always gets very heated on this podcast, so... I believe Dylan has a, a deep personal breath. vendetta against me because of how I feel about Yashi. <laughs> I can I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I'm going anyway, to read the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> I shall go first. Um, I didn't think it was terrible. I did not think it was terrible at all. I I it did not hit the high that I was expecting from it. I really wanted this to be more than it was, but I don't know. I felt like it was perfectly fine. I it allowed Ata to look dominant. Um. I didn't really like how it ended. I felt like it fell completely flat on its face. Like, you could have added a little bit more drama and a little bit more tension with that Verzer interference, but Eita just rolled right through into the numero uno and then it was over. But, yeah, I don't know. As much as I would have liked this to go a little higher in intensity, I really didn't mind it at all. I thought it was... I thought it was okay. It wasn't my favorite Yashi match since he came. Since you know he came back, that was probably the Doi and Yashi versus Maria and Linda match. But I don't know. I'm trying to be rational. It wasn't what I hoped it would be, but it de- I definitely didn't hate it. I think that's a good way of Go looking on. at it. Um, I I didn't love it. I I can't even say I liked it. Um, it was passable. It wasn't actively bad. I just, it never hit that next gear that some of the ATEM matches this year have hit, where it's very good, it's very good, and then all of a sudden it becomes great, and it was more, this was fine, this was fine, this was fine, and then it ended, and it was just fine. Yeah, my biggest complaint about it is that I did feel like the finish fell a little bit flat. It was uh, it was, it was was very weird, as, as Verzerk hit, uh, they hit, they were trying to hit Ada with a powder, and then I think, did Ada duck or did he get hit with a powder? Hmm? It, Ada got hit he with a powder. Then, getting... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah he did. Then... The thing is that he got low blowed, he got, uh, I think, a red box shot to the back, and then he got the powder in his face, and instead of having some kind of um, risk moment of like, oh, maybe Yashi's going to pull it off, Eita just, like, almost instantly rolled Yashi into the numero uno, and then Yashi tapped out. Yeah, it was, it was very weird. He, That's he really I struggled with all that of it. Finish to be, yeah, I would have liked that finish to be a little bit more dramatic. That's probably my biggest complaint about it. And that's, that's it. That's it. I thought it was fine. Um, I really need Yashi to stop doing that dive through the, tumb- the, <laughs> through the turnbuckle, though. I yeah, lose that's, the, that's the one years. thing. He's going to Max break his face one day. I lose mm-hmm. 10 years off of my life every time he does that. So, so far, I have lost 20 years off of my life. <laughs> because he, he throws himself, and he doesn't really catch himself. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to die. He's just going for it, man. Like, he doesn't care anymore. He's just doing it for the vine at this point. <laughs> Is that all we have on the Bravegate match? Dylan? 
I'm gonna. I, I I obviously I enjoyed it. They're two. They're two of my three top favorites in Dragon Gate, so I'm gonna enjoy it probably the most out of everyone. I think the problem with the not adding the drama to the matches that Dragon Gate has become too dependent on Berserk causing trouble in Berserk matches to add drama to the match and not just the actual match itself, because to be quite honest, I'm really sick of Berserk interferences. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But I I'm wondering that if they're going to do it... What? what? They're running to the same level at this point that Bullet Club interferences piss me off. Like, they happen... <laughs> 30, 30 times in the Twin Gate match at Kobe World, and I just throw my hands over my head, because, like, at this point, they're getting so dependent on these interferences for drama, and, like, Mm-mm. stop. Use the actual match, yeah, because yeah, the, other, I, the other teams can have drama in their matches without having Berserk come in there and screw everything up. But, I, do, I do agree with you on that, but I also feel like... They're, you know, they're going to do it because they're the heel faction, and if they're going to do that, it, that is the health asset, you know? That is my problem. If, they're, if, that is got, if that is the opus of what they do as a heel faction, then they need to step it up and try something else. Because it's been the same thing. It's been the same thing for almost every heel faction in Dragon Gate. That fucking box has been 30 different colors. Do something different. Berserk was different in the beginning, and then they fell into the same old tropes, and I just don't think... You need that for drama. I think you could just do it with the match. I mean, to be completely honest, they booked Yashi as the strongest person in Dragon Gate. And I know yes. hearing that pisses so many people off. Because I know a lot of people are really pissed off he's in Dragon Gate. But like, not even annoyed. Like, actually angry. To the point where they don't want him to be there anymore ever again. And he was not pinned or submitted until Ata showed up. Going into that match, Ata was the only one who ever submitted him. The only one out of that. Came back. Yeah, came out back. of that entire roster. And he, right now, he's still the only one. Which I'm sure is still making people pretty pissed off. But you could have <laughs> you could have built drama on that! You could have based it around the fact that nobody had been able to put him down until Ata, and they chose to go with Berserk Interference. I will say this, though, and I made this comment to you, Jules. We were, people on Twitter were talking about at Kobe World how they were not catching Flamita, but they were able to catch Peter Casa. But Flamita was just kind of hitting the floor. Mm-hmm. Yashi caught Ada all by himself, and he caught him around the middle and caught him all by himself. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. So, yeah. Next, we had the Oaks of the Triangle Gate match. God, Case. I thought that was it. I it thought we were very good. Loud. You were so loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your loud. mic was very loud. Am I good now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> we, uh, we had the Triangle Gate match next. It was Genki Horiguchi, Ryo Saito, and Jimmy Konda defending against BB Hulk, KZ, and Yosuke Santa Maria. Jules, what do you think about this? I need to say something real quick right now in the presence of this panel right now, immediately right now. Um, <laughs> as much as I would have liked the Tribe Vanguard team to win because they really needed it. I will forever be blessed by every single day that Konda holds a title. I I would say Jimmy Konda might have been the best wrestler in this match also. I thought Konda was cool. Every single time, because I think, um, I'm not exactly sure of what Candy Magic is, but I want some. (laughs) I would just like to put this out there for the world to know. Oh my! I, I, 
whatever. I, I'm sorry, I'm I just had a small revelation doing this Pidgeot thing. I did, yeah. Linda with pink hair was Pidgeotto. Yes? Linda with pink hair was Pidgeotto, and then Linda, back when he was a brunette, was a Pidgey. That's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Just add that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. Um, Where was I? Oh, yeah, Candy Magic. Um, I I, I want me some of that Candy Magic. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I thought Combat was really, really good in that. I, I don't think anyone stood out to me as not doing their job in this match, to be honest. No. Yeah. Go ahead, John. I think Maria and Saito had a really, really, had some really, really fun interactions. Um. I like this match a lot. I love Saito a lot. <laughs> like, a lot. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, no, I thought him and Maria had some really fun interactions. Um, I think for me, maybe, the, and this really saddens me to say, but I think the person who stood out to me the least in this match was Baby Hulk. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I love, I love Hulk, and I, I'm really just happy that he seems to be, uh, you know, shedding off that ring rust that he obviously had when he came back. But he didn't really stand out to me in this match. The Jimmy's team um, stood out. Uh, Casey stood out. Maria stood out. Not really Hulk, which is sad. Um, interesting uh, also that Casey was not the one who took the fall, because that was pretty much expected from the beginning, because he's Casey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, but it's true. You don't um, bet against... You don't bet against Shima in a match. You don't bet for KZ in a match. That's just pretty much how it works. That is Dragon Gate really booking sad, in a nutshell. That is just really sad because I fucking love KZ so much. I think um, we all do, but I think I, we've all accepted that they're not ever going to give him anything. Yeah, sadly, sadly. Um, what, but yeah, no, I really so I enjoyed it, this. I, so why is it wasn't saying, up there with my favorite Triangle Gate matches of the year, but it was really fun. So what did um, you think about Tribe Vanguard? I'm, you know, I love the Jimmys. Dylan, I know you were very happy that they retained because, you know, they're your boys. <laughs> I just think that Tri-Bendard so badly needs something right now because I think it was John who said that in the in the preview that they're basically just Yamato and his friends who job a lot. Hmm? For me, that was the first person to pin Peter Kassai and Dragon Gate. Fomita and their friends at Java Lock. Because Fomita doesn't really do jobs either. And he's still... Yeah, yeah he I'm, still kind of looks I, like a big deal to me, especially the last couple shows. So you basically now really left the two members of, of the unit that sort of have credibility. I like the match. Good, I don't really don't mind the Jimmys retained because I love the Jimmys. I love Kondai especially, I feel, is yeah, probably the I most know. overlooked out of them um, right now. Hmm? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think I, I love the Jimmys too. It, I, I, I don't because I, I, I love the Jimmys. It's that they the Jimmys have been around so I long. I mean, they are coming up on five years as a unit, which is insane. Um, it's just that I feel like whenever the Triangle Gate needs to, when it's just floating, it just immediately goes to a Jimmys team, and then it's just the Jimmys hold the Triangle Gate until a unit needs it to get hot. Um, they, they, don't, they never feel important.
That's that's fair. Okay. No, I see. Okay. So, it's not fair to a degree. I love Monster Express, but that belt. They love more now. The Jimmy's have it than Demon Monster Express have. Okay, sorry. Because Monster Express. Let me. We're all talking. We're all talking at the same time. Let me just finish my point. Monster Express, when they had the Triangle Gate belts, it felt like it was either beneath them or like they didn't really give a shit about them. Like I never got a vibe that Yoshino Tozawa and T Hawk actually cared about the fucking belts. I forgot they had them all the time. Whereas with the Jimmies, because the Jimmies are especially like Genki and Kanda, are like generally lower ranked anyway. It feels like hey. The Jimmies have the fucking triangle gate. That's cool. And, you know, they, and they seem like... That, mon- that Monster Express really, really weird. Oh, my God. What? What the fuck? James, I think you're possessed by Satan. Long, and I have okay, well, okay, what about now? By the end. <laughs> Case, your, your microphone just exploded. <laughs> First he screams, oh, then he welcomes the devil end. into his body. I'm going to up and call you back. That was it's a, all that spicy ketchup, I'm telling you. Spicy ketchup, are you? Oh my god, no. Yeah. It's not Am I better now? You're loud again. Yeah. Uh, you're loud again, but you're, you're not possessed by Satan anymore. Okay, try to talk again. I'll move the microphone away from me, is that better? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're better. Any... Well, not, uh, the the uh, the Yoshino right. Tozawa T Hawk Triangle Gate team they they never treated yeah, the belts like they were important, but they anyway, also had really good matches. I love the the four twenty four defense against Horiguchi, Susumu, and Saito. But I totally see the point you're making when it comes to the Jimmies and how the Triangle Gate belts mean something to them, and how it's not beneath them because someone like Tozawa or Yoshino or T Hawk they have their eyes at some point or another set on the Dream Gate, and I, I can see that point you're making. Yeah, Chase, I think I'm. No, I was going to say, I think Case really summed up the way I feel, because I got really angry that um, Yoshino, Seahawk, and Suzawa would never yeah, come out with the belts for non-title matches, whereas Jimmy's always come out with the belts. I don't know, it's just a little something that kind of grinds my gears a little bit, but they did have really good matches, and I really enjoyed the reign because of that. I don't know. I, I think their trio was really well balanced, and they worked really well together, so... Yeah, I agree, Jules. I... I I didn't. I like the rain for that reason. I feel like the thing with the trios belts right now in wrestling is that in most promotions they don't matter. Okay, the never open weight belts don't matter. Whatever ROH does, we've already chalked it up that it's not going to matter. Like it's basically you bounce the belts around for a while, do whatever you want with them because they don't matter. Well, I've never actually felt like the triangle gate belts don't matter. They always seemed to be important belts in Dragon Gate. Except when Monster Express, you know, really wouldn't bring them out and didn't seem to really care about them, it kind of paints the picture that they don't matter. And I don't think you really want that when the belts, you know, have been made to look prestigious. And I mean, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, Yoshino and Tozawa are part of the Big Six and T-Hawk is still slated to be a future big star. But don't treat these belts like they don't matter. And I do think that's why I like that the, I mean, I'm always going to like that the Jimmys have belts. If Susumu and Kagatora never drop those tag belts for the next 20 years, you will not hear a complaint out of me about it. But, yeah, those, I just feel like Monster Express made it seem like those belts didn't matter. And 
in Dragon Gate, I felt like they always did matter, so that kind of threw me off. I do think they worked their asses off in matches, but I also think the Jimmies have worked their asses off in those matches because they've been in a shitload of those Triangle Gate matches, too. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the I funny really, thing about it really... to have the Jimmies with the belts again, but hopefully whoever wins <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. the belts off the I Jimmies. think the funniest thing about it is that when this year. Big T won the tag uh, titles and we're going up against Susumu and Kagatora, T-Hawk did a lot of shit talking. He said, your unit has nothing. We have the... And all that shit, right? And then immediately they lose the belts to the Jimmies. And it's Both only... Of them. It's only funnier that later on down the line, the Jimmys took the Triangle Gate belts from Monster Express. That's what you get when you talk shit, T-Hawk. <laughs> I cackled. I cackled. I honestly cackled at work and frightened people that I work with because I thought it was so funny that they lost their tag belts to the Jimmys after T-Hawk said, you might as well just break up because you don't have shit anyway. There you go, T-Hawk. Which I love him, but it's yeah, still, was... it, it still gives me such pleasure when someone who gets who does a lot of shit talking gets their ass kicked. Yes, of course, and and um, he did not get pinned in the Twin Gate match, but he did get pinned for the Triangle Gate. <laughs> so talk shit, get hit, pretty much. Um. So yeah, that no, but to go back to come back to the Triangle Gate match at Dangerous Gate, I thought it was fine. I thought it wasn't the best Triangle Gate match of the year, but I like I said, I really loved uh, Konda working his ass off in his little Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball pants, um, giving us all some of that candy magic. I really liked um, Maria and Saito interacting, and yeah, overall, I thought it was really de a decent match. Thumbs up. I, I feel like BD Hulk feels like he's slumming right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe that might be part of it. I mean, we've talked about it before, more with New Japan than any other promotion, where certain guys like Shinsuke would kind of just phone in matches that he did not feel were very important to him. Because it's not like BD Hulk can't be great, but I feel like he's just phoning it in right now because he doesn't give a shit about the triangle gate belts. He's waiting for his eventual feud with, I believe, Yamato. I believe it will be Yamato that they um that he feuds with. I don't know if it'll be a feud feud so much as he just faithfully gets a title shot, but I feel like he just feels like he's slumming because he was at the very top when he lost everything, and he just doesn't care about these belts. He does, You know, maybe he would care more if it was the Twin Gate, or, and I'm sure he would care more if it was the Dream Gate, but I, I don't know. Hulk is great. He's always been great to me, and I feel like he doesn't just he just doesn't care where he is right now, and that's why he's not trying his hardest. Because he's not trying his hardest. Mm -hmm. Whereas Maria and KZ, you know, they treat every opportunity like it's a huge opportunity. Mm -mm. That was. So, um, 
we, we can move on, I guess. To <laughs> I mean, this movie. was my favorite match on the show. Okay. Um, I, I get like why it, people didn't like it, like but it was Casey also exactly what I wanted from this like, match. The unit lines were blurred a little bit. You had Flamita teaming with Shima and Dragon Kid, who are over-generation guys, and Mochizuki, who doesn't have a unit. Um, and then you had the Monster Express team of Yoshino, T-Hawk, and Shimizu, and now Peter Kasa. Um, but it was it was an expedition of flight. It was eight guys going out there and doing um, every athletic move they can do. I know this podcast has some negative opinions on Peter Kasa, both as a person and as an entering competitor, but I thought Kasa looked awesome here. Uh, Flamita was great as always. Mochizuki killed it. This was one of those matches that, that, I mean, there was no story to this match other than who can do the coolest move, and, and I like that. Um, I like that a lot at 4 o'clock in the morning when this was going on. Um, so <laughs> I, I gave this match four and a quarter. Thought it was the best match on the show, but I can see where people disagree if they've seen this sort of stuff over and over again, and this sort of expedition-y type of match doesn't do it for them anymore. Uh, yeah, I have two things. Okay, thank you. I have two things that I need to react to here. Um, first of all, I, I'm usually very like, okay, this is what you like, this is what you like, but I can't believe you like that yeah, more than the Twin Gate match, which I thought was fucking right, ahead, insane. And you know I don't like Peter Casa at this point. Like, I don't, I don't think I need to reiterate. But when I thought that I could not, that I couldn't like not like him more than I already did not like him, that motherfucker had to go problem. and get a singlet. That is another fucking shade of orange! <laughs> okay. Alright. Monster Express can get the fuck out of I can't match paint swatches. I hate, I hate it so much. It really does piss well, me uh, off. The or- orange, orange hell might be over soon. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, I'm so... F- <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, the fucking thing! I, I, you know it's what? not I give up! I give up! <laughs> the, uh, I they, how hard I can't do this anymore! Nice to see Peter Casa has finally walked into his role as white <laughs> Uha Nation. Also, has no one ever taught him how to tuck? Oh god, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I had junk all up in um, my face throughout the whole match, it was very distracting. It wouldn't have it been like, bad if he like, wasn't ugly, yeah. but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I, <laughs> what I was going to say about this match is, um, so I, yeah. I come out a little bit different than Case because I, it honestly always just kind of annoys yeah, me yeah, when yeah. they do these matches, when they like blur the unit lines because like Dragon Gate, the, the units are so pronounced and they're so like, you know, you team with your unit that when you do it like mm. this. With no explanation, too. Like, the Tozawa thing I'm a little bit I okay with, because at least... I could... Like, I could... Leaving and, I mean, Dragon Kid is Flamita's dad, and Mochizuki is Dragon Kid's husband. And Shima is there because Shima can't stay out of anything ever. Why is Mochizuki teaming with... So, I mean, I mean, it would it would interest me... It would interest me if Flamita got caught between Overgeneration and Tribe Vanguard, because, hey, you're my unit, but, hey... Dragon Kid means a lot to me. I don't really think I want to okay, fight between the two of you right fine. now. That would interest me. I was very... Yeah. Mm-mm. I was very happy. Yeah. It wasn't that long. 
like sprint. The other issue I had with this match is just, I just I just thought it went too long. I just thought by the end, like by the middle. Yeah, of and it, also I felt like John, dragging. I do agree it's, that this well, match kind for, of felt a little bit like the wrestling version of the pair of the spares trope. Minutes. I don't know. I think they could have. That's like oh, these guys don't really have anything to do on this card, and their units are all busy. Let's just throw this fucking match together. I was very happy to see Dragon Kid and Flamita team up again, but the teams were random as fuck. <laughs> like, they were random as like, I mean, not Monster, not the Monster Express team, but... If Shima wasn't there, I could have bought it. Because <laughs> Mochi and Dragon Kid... Mochi and Dragon Kid, okay, look, even if you ignore me saying they're husbands, they're longtime tag team partners and good friends. Mochi is not aligned with any unit. He owes nobody his loyalty. Not a single person on that roster. So he can team with whoever he wants. And, you know, Dragon Kid is Flamita's dad. They were close before Flamita left. We've made jokes about, um, did anyone call Flamita to tell him that Dia Hearts was disbanded, all that drama. And, you know, I could have bought that. I don't know why Shima had to be there, because that kind of was what made it weird for me. I'm like, why are you here? You Get away, you're going to cause more problems. Just yeah. because yeah. they all have connections to each other. You know, Flamita and Mochi, mm-hmm. that even makes sense because they were in Dia Hearts together. And Flamita wasn't there when Dia Hearts got disbanded. That would have made sense to me. Yeah. Shima is the wild card that kind of screwed that up. Because why are you near Flamita? Go away. So I'm... So after this match, when, we had the team okay. off. Thank fuck God. One, where, you know, he, 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 he snapped on his Monster Express stablemates. He blamed everybody else for, um, for sucking, basically. Mm-hmm. He was like, um, mm-hmm. I, I would, yeah. what I would say about this real quick is just like, I lo- first of all, I think you need yeah. to do this because T-Hawk yeah. was clearly going nowhere as a babyface and they needed they needed to re- rehabilitate him and get him going again. And already, I think he's taking to the heel thing I pretty well. I think it he's was always great kind the of the point. So I'm sure this will work for him. But it, I think um, it's funny because T-Hawk joined Monster Express because of what Shingo did to him. just happened last year. And... Now, yeah, that's why hearing Shingo's words, I think maybe that was intentional. I don't think they would have made it that close. And he was Dangerous Gate, too. Yeah, so I think this was, like, the cursed show for Monster Express. It's the, no, Masato Yoshino is, like, the unluckiest person on planet Earth, okay? Everybody he loves leaves him. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's just him. How many people... I see. The what? Oh, okay. He, I, I didn't understand what you said. Sorry. He's the he, same no, dragon. Like, it's every, everyone he loves. Oh no, Shachi is never gonna leave him. He is Sting. I mean, Sting, the wrestler Sting. He's the Sting. <laughs> He's a Sting of that dragon. That would ah, Sting. I just, that would. I think it's funny though because you know just loses everybody, and I kind of I, I just want know. somebody to point, put a hand on his shoulder and be like, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I get it. I get a kick out. Of, I just get a kick out of how 
three of his exes are together now. Doi and Yashi and Tiago are all together now. He's driving them all into each other's cars. <laughs> Get together at night. No, wait. Got to turn the conversation to that. So <laughs> they could, they could all, they could all, they could all get together at night and like have, or get have like a brunch in the morning and have mimosas <laughs> and be like, <sighs> no, in the mo- get get together <laughs> in the morning, Sunday morning, have mimosas, oh have a brunch and be like. <laughs> I mean, Masato Yoshino is pretty off. much the Ramona Flowers of Dragon Gate right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Shingo's there too, I, it's 4 it's X's. true. Right? Yeah, so 4 X's, they can all get together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. no, one thing that is a good point, really, what, that was really funny like, to me that, in the moment with the... The T-Hot heel turn. So T-Hot did uh, eventually join for Zerk, and what's really funny is that T-Hot was like, I'm I'm quitting Monster Express because all we do is lose. And then T-Hot joins a unit that's done nothing but lose important matches since July. Shingo lost the Dreamgate. Doi and Yashi lost at Kobe World. Doi and Yashi couldn't win the Summer Adventure Tadley. Doi and Shingo couldn't win at Dangerous Gate, and T-Hawk well, is like, well, I'm tired of losing, I'm going to join Berserk he now. Might as well, he might as well join the pack of losers, considering yeah. that's what he is right now. <laughs> I love T-Hawk, but you, you lost to your important matches too, bud. Yeah. No, like, I'm, I'm excited to see how the kind of rehabilitation is going to go. Um, I'm, I am slash was kind of over Berserk. I don't really, I don't know if having T-Hawk and now Linda is going to revitalize them the way that I want them to, but I can only hope. I've crossed my fingers for that one. I called T-Hawk heel turning a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Jules and I had this huge, giant fantasy booking conversation, and I said I wanted T-Hawk to heel turn because he's not a good baby face. And the thing is, is that he was, oh, he's really good at being a cocky prick. That's what he did in the Millennials. That's really what he started to do in Monster Express. He fell back into his old ways really fast. And then he did it, and I'm like, ah, oh, I half called it because I really wanted him to go solo. I didn't really want him to join Berserk because it's got too many members. But, I mean, Naoki's probably going to leave soon. And, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. do Kong and Monde Ryu even count at this point? So if we just factor those three out, then maybe we're okay on numbers. Yeah, and that's something that I actually wanted to talk about a little bit later is Naoki's um, status within Dragon Gate right now. Um, yeah, it would not the, surprise me. It would not surprise me if we mm-mm. need we need to cover that a little more. Yeah, so we'll do that. We'll do that. Um, but anyway, T Hawk, big, big, strong, bad boy. I approve. I like his new berserk pants a lot. They're really cool. His new berserk pants are very cute. I really like them. He, they are open the fashion gate approved. He looks like a shitty, cocky kid, and I love it. I'm so glad this is the T Hawk we get back. I mean, if we can't go back to Tiny Trunks painted face T Hawk, this is the second best thing I will take. If he needs to channel the Tomahawk vibes, because when we went back and watched, um, Pun- we watched Punch's debut on his actual on the anniversary of his debut, and Tomahawk TT was on that show, and he was so mean and such a bastard, and I loved it. I I also want to go back to T Hawk and Kotoka, pretty please. 
It's been 84 <laughs> years. 84 years. I want to see that together. Again. I am. Chase doesn't give a shit about our gay feelings. When when Kotoka joined the Millennials and jumped up into T Hawk's arms, which is a moment that I made that Jules gift and I've made Jules send me about seventy five times, and I have it saved okay, on my phone. I want yeah. them back together. Uh, no, yeah, but uh, I I am gonna write about this actually. Um, I'm very interested about the eventual dynamic of Kotoka, T Hawk, and Lindemann in the same unit again. Um, but as, as clear-cut def- definitive heels, it, you know, if Kotoka doesn't immediately turn when he returns, which is a possibility. Um, but I am excited to see because uh, Linda and Kotoka joined Millennials on the same day, um, at the same time, and Kotoka did blame T-Hawk for the death of Millennials, and that's what turned them heels. So just little interesting tidbits of dynamics and stuff that I'm going to be my looking forward to. My favorite thing you pointed out to me about them joining Millennials was that they got haircuts during the show. They got haircuts. They got got dye put into their hair. And it was so cute because they had their match, and then they went and got their hair cut and got a little bit of dye put into their hair, and then they came out and joined the Millennials. And I'm like, oh, they worked so hard to make themselves look good here. Yeah, that, that was really cute. That was really cute. And now Linda just has the most terrible hair I've ever seen in my entire life. It's terrible. Please change it back. Oh, my God. At least dye it... At least dye it all red. Like, why? what are we going to do with this? Fuck, are you a Pidgeot? Okay, I get it. Pidgeot is such a great bird Pokemon. Do not cosplay Pokemon at Dragon Gate. Yeah, I just... I, so, yeah, I uh, just, Twin Gate match? I, Twin Gate match. <laughs> It was fucking amazing, and I, I know you're probably tired of me talking about this on the po- of me and Dylan talking about this on this podcast. Kadetora is so fucking great. Like, it was great. This is best. Is there show, anyone who match. watched this match and did not think that Kadetora was the MVP? Why is he not the Dreamgate champion? Why is Kadetora not the Dreamgate champion right now? Fuck Yamato. Who the fuck is Yamato? I, I, no, I don't know him. Go back to the kitchen, pretty boy. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, no, the match was great. I thought the finish with Doi and Kajitora was amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Doi that hitting was, like... Yeah, that was the first time I'd seen Doi three Doi Yes. I actually did calculate what uh, five, <laughs> what five hundred fifty-five times three is, but I can't remember because I wanted to make a joke about like the doy insert number here, but I can't remember what it was. So you know, and then you know, Kadetora just catching him out of nowhere, um, just great, you know, just just fucking good. I don't really have anything else to say about that match because I was so engrossed in it and I haven't rewatched it since, but. I don't know, it was just so action-packed. Um, Doi, again, just is so... Like, I know Kadetora was the, the definitive MVP of the match, but Doi is just so good. Like, I had this kind of epiphany when I was watching the match that we talk a lot about Doi as a character, but he's probably the one that we... that at least I see talked about the least as a wrestler... 
uh, out of the big six. Um, but he's just really fucking great. So, you know, that's my only kind of doy take here. He, I don't know, he brought it for me. Him and Kaido Tora had a great, great finish together. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. And also his little mini kind of joke, haha swerve at the end was so doy it hurt. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. My favorite part was that Shingo bought it for, like, five seconds. Yes. You saw I, mean, I have start to, to get it. fucking pissed off. Like, how dare you turn off? And then he's like, oh, never mind. I have to admit that I did buy it at first. I was like, wait a minute. But then I was like, eh, enjoy. He's so, not had his Yamato feud yet. He's not turning face until he gets the Yamato no, feud. No, I don't, I, don't I don't think he should turn face again. Um, I, he's but the, the most... Is that he and Shingo were facial expression faces. So it should never happen ever again. Yes. But his facial expression was so good. So, anywho. I think Kagatora might be the best wrestler in all of Dragon Gate, to be perfectly honest. He's, he's, the, he's the fact he's not considered one of the top tier guys in Dragon Gate is kind of bullshit to me after watching him. He came back. And, okay, like, this is something I thought about, because he said it himself, that his return kind of got shadowed by B.B. Hulk coming back. B.B. Hulk has not done shit compared to what Kagatora has done. And I think that's funny, because B.B. Hulk is considered the big six. He's one of the big guys in Dragon Gate, and he's phoning in, like, nine-tenths of his matches. And then you've got Kagatora coming in here, being the constant MVP of almost every single match he's in, if not all of them. It, he, it drives me crazy that he's probably never going to get a shot at the Dream Gate. Ever. He might get a shot at the Brave Gate. But he might never, ever get a shot at the Dream Gate. And that drives me insane. Because he deserves it probably more than anyone else. Just based on his work rate since he came back from injury. Yeah, I love this match. thought it was great. Um, but you guys ready to move on to the Dream Gate? I know Jules had to leave for just a second. But they'll probably be back by the time, by the time we're ready for them to talk. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed in this match. Um, I wasn't really that into it, and it just never really clicked for me on a level. Totally agree. I thought it was uh, the yeah. weakest Yamato Tozawa match I had seen. They normally put in some really high-quality stuff, and this this was an average main event match. I gave it three and a half stars. I, I would say that's the average main event match in, in modern wrestling. Um, Yamato won at 27 minutes flat with the Galleria. Um, this, it was just missing something, and, and it didn't feel like 27 minutes, um, but I think part of that was that Yamato was clearly positioned as the better wrestler in this match, Tozawa didn't get a lot of offense in, um, and it was a, an emphatic win for the Almighty One. Um, I have something to say. <laughs> Shut up. Um I um I like the match a lot more than Case did. Um I uh I don't know, it 
felt it it didn't have maybe as much intensity as Yamato Shingo did but I still felt like it was very emotionally packed um I think I don't know it, it did something for me that it maybe didn't do for you case um I I actually rewatched the last 10 minutes a few days ago and I thought, you know, this actually did have a pretty pretty high in energy towards the end, maybe not the high that you would expect it to get to in a, with a match with Tozawa in it, um but there was one spot that I really really loved and that kind of made the match for me was Tozawa no selling the sleeper suplex. Hello. Yes, that, that was a great spot. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned on I Twitter thought, that it was sort of a no sell, and I I mean I think that's a that's a debate for another time of yeah. what is selling and what mm-hmm. isn't. But I thought it it added to the match. Yeah, I thought it was perfectly placed. It was perfectly timed. It was perfectly done. That was my favorite spot of the match. And yeah, it just it added to it. But again, I I liked it more than you did. I don't know. I just. I felt like the emotion was there. I mean, Tozawa was like crying on his way to the ma- on his way to the rain already. So whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was perfectly fine. Um, it wasn't like I said. It it wasn't as emotional and as intense as Yamato versus Shingo was. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't really bother me that much. Um, yeah, um I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> Here's my thing, though. I don't think it's fair to compare Yamato Tozawa to Yamato Shingo. Nothing mm-hmm. for the rest of the year, and maybe all of Yamato's title defenses, period, are going to have the energy and the, sto- you know, the story and the drive that Yamato Shingo did because of what they did with Shingo's character. He was this big, evil, completely badass dude who just, you know, I don't even really like Shingo, but even I have to admit, they built him up like a monster. He looked like an unstoppable force, and even though I feel like it was pretty obvious Yamato was going to win, it was still a big emotional moment to see Yamato win, and I don't think Yamato Tozawa was ever going to match up to that, just because that storyline is not there. I mean, it, it just wasn't, and like, I do feel like the match was emotional, but mm-hmm. we all knew Tozawa wasn't going to win, because... He's going to America. He's gonna sign with NXT, and we knew he. We didn't know. We thought he was gonna graduate that show, but we knew he was gonna graduate yeah. soon. You know, now we have a date, and I feel like all of that information really ruined a lot of the impact that match could have had, and I think it ruined it for the people in attendance. There is a reason that um, New Japan scrapped the Shinsuke Omega match because they knew that the fans knew Shinsuke was leaving and they weren't going to have him lose to Kenny and piss the fans off like that, because the fans already knew he was leaving. When the fans know stuff like that, the energy is a lot different. And when it's such a definitive knowledge of who's going to... ...and some British fans who were kind of doubting, maybe they'll give Tozawa, like, a short reign. We were all like, no, they won't. That's, they're not going to give him a pity reign. That's not going to happen. But I felt like it was a perfectly fine match, but... I mean, Tozawa walking out crying just kind of reinforced for me the fact I knew he wasn't going to win, and I'm like, it, it's it's what it is. I think they did fine with what they had, but to be honest, I feel like they didn't have, you know, very much to begin with because we knew Tozawa was leaving. We knew Tozawa wasn't going to win, so they went with the path of make Yamato, you know, emphatically the winner to reinforce that he is the ace of Dragon Gate. And that's fine, but, like, 
it is what it is. I feel like if the Twin Gate had been the main event, it would have been a better show. But that's me. So that was Dangerous Gate, everybody. Um, I would I would call this like a pretty, uh, on the, especially compared to what Dragon Gate usually does on, for big shows. I would say it's like thumbs in the middle, leaning up maybe. It was like, one of those solid I, shows where you could cherry pick the better matches to watch, and that's pretty exactly. much it. Exactly. Like the main, like the the Dream Gate match was. Kind I of think a, I would still it, recommend it to like Twin Gate match a first really time good. viewer. I like the Triangle Gate match a lot. I know some people like the Eight Man Tag. To lot. kind of be introduced to the style and the various people, I think that could be a good entry point. You know, not on the level of Kobe World, but still. I would still recommend it. I don't think I'd recommend Kobe to a first timer just because of the length, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, I liked but, Kobe. Uh, yeah, this dangerous game also go like three and a half, four hours. Yeah, that was. Wow. Mm. It was long. I have no problem with long right. shows if there's nothing on them that drags, but if you've got matches that drag, then it's just too damn long. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, I think that's all. So, before we go into the recent uh, Karakran show that took place on September 29, we should probably recap that on September 25, there was supposed to be a T-Hard versus Masato Yoshino match for Control of Monster Express, um, which uh, was crashed by Berserk, who demanded, um, well, not demanded, but offered... Uh, that Seahawk joined them, which he accepted, and so the match um, was, went to a no contest and was changed in t- and was kind of uh, not changed but merged with the main event, which was originally going to be a an eight man tag with Sumushima, uh, Tozawa, and Yamato versus uh, Doi Shingo, Kong, and Yashi. I think. Was it Yashi? No, it was Mondai Ryu. <laughs> That's a downgrade. Um, so yeah, the Mad, the Yoshino T-Hawk match went to a no contest. Uh, Ver, uh, T-Hawk joined Berserk, and so it became a special uh, ten-man tag team match: Yamato, Tozawa, Shima, Susumu, and Yoshino versus Takagi, Doi, Kong, Mondai Ryu, and T-Hawk. Uh, Tozawa pinned Cyber Kong. Yada yada. But yeah, the most important thing to take from the um, uh, September 25 show was that Seahawk joined Berserk, um, and he is really angry right now. I do want to say something about that no contest, and you know what I'm going to say, because I went off to you, and it was either we were on Rabbit watching anime, or we were in the DMs on Twitter, and I went off in all capitals. I think it's bullshit it went to a no contest. There, that was, I under, I, you know, I get it, I get it. Dragon Gate does not want to really hand T-Hawk anything right now. I get it. <laughs> I do not think it would have hurt for Berserk to interfere and cost Yoshino the win. I do not think Yoshino would have lost anything if T-Hawk beat him. Because T-Hawk is supposed to be a future star. I don't care what the English-speaking fans say about T-Hawk. Dragon Gate clearly considers him to be a future star of his character. And 
we can't have Yoshino lose to him because Yoshino's probably really not going to play that much of an important role in the future, but God forbid he takes a loss from one of the future stars. And, you know, it's T-Hawk who has held multiple, multiple titles. It's not like losing to Lindemann, who's not held a belt. It's not like losing to Futa Nakamura. T-Hawk is a big deal. And I really wish that at least they would have given him the win to make him look strong walking into the heel unit instead of, oh, let's make it a 10-man tag and then have Berserk lose because that just makes T-Hawk look so smart for joining Berserk. Give the kid a, you know, show that you're a little confident in the kid. Him or him. Dylan I can't believe I'm not the one who went on this rant right now. I'm so proud of you. I am just, I was furious. I was like, it would have cost Yoshino nothing. It would have cost him absolutely nothing. And it would have made T-Hawk look just a little bit better instead of just so, throwing him so on the losing team of Berserk. It's just, it drives Dylan me crazy because, okay, you want us to believe he's a big deal. Prove it, maybe. You know, put some confidence in the kid. Let him, you know, grab You're a big T-Hawk Name five of his albums. Yeah, you're a T-Hawk fan named Five of His Albums <laughs> Billboard Hits. What was the name of his first music video? <laughs> he looks banging. I, I said that they were open the fashion gate approved. Mike and I are completely in agreement. <laughs> yes. I will say I really, it really, was a really like his show. new Berserk type. It has. They look really cool. Yeah. It had the match of the year in Punch Tominata versus Olympic Man, of course. Yeah, they're cool types. <laughs> I love them so much. Right, I hate so, Berserk so much. In. September 29th. This was a really good show, yes. I thought. Like, top to bottom. Yeah, I, this might have been my favorite Dragon Gate show top to bottom since, like, yes. World, probably. It was really great. Mm-mm. Now, I'll note real quickly, I haven't seen any of this show, so I'm going to stay a little quiet. Um, later on I in the really, week, you'll see my review on VoicesOfWrestling.com. But that's awesome, not surprising. Osaka 06 seems to have Corkin down. They just need to always wrestle in Corkin when they wrestle, because every time they're in Corkin, they deliver. I thought it was better than anything in the tag league. But that match was so good. So Sumo and Genki makes it. I think no. the Jimmies. I think the Jimmies are one of those rare units where you can pair up any two or three of them, and they always have good teams. I think in other. I think in other units, it's more hit or miss with the people you put together, and some teams work better than others. But with the Jimmies, you yeah, can kind of just shove them any which direction you want, and it works out really. Well. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do like right now. Quarter or something, but it was really really good. All right. I honestly don't even yeah. want the unit to break up because I don't want them to team yeah. with anybody else ever again. The fact that the Monster Express okay, Reverse so. is going to end before them is really funny. <laughs> I mean, these, pe- these people have... Everybody except Kagatora has been teaming together for like 15 years, so they better be good by now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with the Jimmys forever. Okay, so... <laughs> So the so the opening six man, Don Fuji, Jimmy Condon, Jimmy Kagatora defeating Yamamura, Ishida, and Watanabe. Before the first match, we actually had Berserk come out to do a little promo, 
which was kind of cool. And they just were like, they were like, hey, he was getting in the berserk now. And then he got mad because the fans didn't applaud. And then T Hawk was like, T Hawk was like, Bot Express, you suck. Oh, oh my god, this is starting to sound like wrestling anime now. To me. I I just have to point out something real quick that someone said on Twitter. Alan the Road on Twitter called Linda Man and Linda Kale Romance, which I have lot. Like a lot. Anyway. But yeah, so T. The. Yes, the best thing about that match was uh, Shun Watanabe taking it to Don Fuji. Absolutely, like no, no questions asked. So, so the so the opening six man uh, Kagatori gets another. Fan. I really, I really yeah. enjoyed the kids not taking his old man bullshit literally ever. Because this Linda was like, "Fuck you! I don't want to have anything to do with you. Leave me alone, you creepy old man." Mm. Yes, it was, was he just up. He just Fuji just keeps getting more he's disenchanted like, with life because the I'm kids don't like stop. it. I am gonna <laughs> shit at you, Don Fuji. Don Fuji was like, <laughs> what? What? If, yeah. what that, that, you want to just share it? Because I'm sure <laughs> he's mean to them, isn't he? No. I hope Super Shisa <laughs> kicks his ass. Don't be mean to the children. They're the future. Well, well, I will say, allegedly, You're gonna scare the kids back. don't like him for good reason. <laughs> what I've heard yeah. about Don Fuji. I hope they take out Fuji. their frustration Don, on Don him. Don Fuji in the dojo. <laughs> he's, the, he's yeah. very mean. So yeah, that was really fun. Just uh, Shun Watanabe, definitely the highlight of the match for me. Um, and Don yeah. Fuji is just so great at interacting with all these youngsters. It's kind of... It's kind of a Japanese dojo so, tradition to have no complaints from me really anytime he's in a match with them. So, I get it. Uh, but the second match. Yes, yeah. I do want to talk about this. Hmm? What? Yeah, I do want to talk about it because I thought it was really fun. I thought it was um, obviously not as good as, they, as their Kobe World match, but it was still really fun. One thing that really bothers me is that, um, according to Jay's translation, um, Eita was mad at Maria after the match, and she was a former Breakgate champion, and now this was the type of fight she was putting up. This was this really, really, really bugs me because the match had almost zero Maria shenanigans in it, like zero. There, like the Kobe World match had a lot. There was maybe like one pump pass spot, and that's it. It had a lot less shenanigans than the Kobe World match, and so the the, the remark from Ata just felt so misplaced. Yeah, she did not get squashed. Um, she did, she didn't do much, if yeah. any, of her she usual comedy sexual antics. A lot less than she did at Kobe World. I would have understood the the um, Ada's remarks a little bit better if, it, if they had been after his Kobe World match, but the, it was not. And I really don't understand yeah, why this had to be said after. I think, I think, I think you're reading too much into it. I think you're reading too much into it. That they should it talk me. all the time. And Dragon Gate Berserk says shit that doesn't make sense to everyone literally all the time. A, you know, T Hawk calling Monster Express losers doesn't make any fucking sense because he's like a huge yeah. loser too. 
You know, this just, I just think whoever writes dialogue in Dragon Gate just fucking sucks at writing dialogue and they don't know how to write dialogue. Well, I think... They, they just, yeah, it was just after four Yes, years. so Aza is just an idiot. Yeah. Nobody has ever told them it's bad. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, so no, this was... I mean, this is pretty minor, but well, it's still... Well, they don't... Whoa, whoa, whoa. They, no one writes me. dialogue in Dragon Gate. They just, they just make it up on the spot. So that's probably... They, yeah, there's... Yeah, try, try I don't think Lamita should come to her defense. The last time a young man did that, he got slapped in the face and had to turn evil. I mean, maybe she would tell, maybe whoever's <laughs> Lamita, please, God, go home to your parents. Don't do this. Tell them what the, what they're trying to do. Um, do have to point out. Mm. But the whole point of this was to set up. I mean, Ida was probably told. No, I was like, um, get, I'm excited Maria, for so the Flamita apparent possibility of a Flamita and, versus Ada um, Bravegate match. First of all, um, what? Yes, but that's... Yeah, that would be but, really good. And I also thought it was really cute that they talked in Spanish <laughs> to each other. But, all right, so that was that, was that match. Like, Eita like speaking yeah, in ahead. pretty decent Spanish, which you would expect since he spent so much time in Mexico. In Mexico um, he didn't you know, want to leave. had to learn so. Spanish so he could blurt. I mean, that would be incredible. I said that would be <laughs> incredible. Ada has to, had to learn Spanish to talk to his Mexican girlfriend that he didn't want to leave, and I'll just put Dragon Gate over, adorable. which is the best thing I've ever heard in my um, entire life, to be honest. What the fuck was I'm that? I just stay hold in on, Mexico on, with on, my girlfriend. Hold on. I'm, I'm normally a stickler for staying on <laughs> track, they, but is this a true story about Ada and his Mexican girlfriend? Okay, that, so basically... It was, part, um, it was part of the reason why he got heated. Dragon Gate was because he had a girlfriend in Mexico, and he did not really want to come back to Dragon Gate. He wanted to stay with her. Good for Aza. Yeah, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly the reason that he was kind of nothing for the first few, I don't know, when he came back, when he didn't really do anything, was because they were mad at him, because he was like, fuck a Dragon Gate, I just want to be with my yeah. girlfriend. Which and I saw people ribbing about it on Twitter. That wasn't a really good look. I saw people mm-hmm. ribbing about it on Twitter, but I gotta be honest, wrestling in its core is a very sleazy business that does a lot of things it probably shouldn't and a lot of gross stuff. I can't blame Ada if he finally, if he decided that being in love and being with somebody was more important to him than wrestling. I, I really can't. That's just not a judgment I can make. Mm-mm. If that's what oh, would yeah. have made him happy, then there you go. It is on, it is on all accounts a true story that um, bros before hoes is not something Ata believes in. What the fuck? Have you guys seen the ride-along episode with the club where they were all in the car and then the the directional thing pops on and it scares all three of them and they all scream and then Luke Gallows congratulates them on a car-wide sell? (laughs) Oh, God. That's us right now. (laughs) Okay. Yes. What did you want to say? (laughs) I had the only solution that seemed to be to hang up on him. Good. <laughs> hey, what, did you say? what, Jules? You were saying something when you were possessed by Satan. Oh, you! I just thought what you said was really funny. No. Okay, thank you very much. I'm hey, here every day. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Yeah, you sound okay. 
So basically, whatever whatever Cage gets possessed <laughs> by Satan, I just have to hang up on him okay, and die. Okay, fucking reveal. That's enough to chase the devil away. What? He was okay. I thought it was too long for what it was. Um, I thought Linda should have... What? I just wanted to tell you that I love you, Jules. <laughs> Basically, okay. I think he's I... good. Thank you very uh... much. I think he's very I, uh... good at what he does. So Mastery with Ellen, Man and Punch. Um, you, I, like I'm going to refrain from saying okay. that. That would have been me. I don't really remember much about the match. I mostly remember... I was I just thought... about to say, you could make the argument that a lot of Dragon Gate yeah. wrestlers just happen punch, to be punch. very good at what let's, they do. Let's be, let's and that's why they happen to work well in their promotion. He's punch. really over with the fans. They seem to really like him, so he's obviously doing uh, something right. He's not he has an amazing he's... theme song. That's fine. What he does is not very good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... I don't... I don't really like him. He was like surprisingly he was, he was like surprisingly over in his debut match though. So I don't know, maybe there's something about his energy the fans just really like. Yeah. Okay, so um I like yeah, this. So I was about to say. It was too long. I thought Linda should song, have more decisively squashed Hunt. Every time he comes out to it, I'm like I almost said Hunt here. Fucking um, have such a good fucking theme song. Yeah, well, CM Punk was not the Punk I was referencing. CM Punk lasted less time in the UFC than Punch did against Lindemann. CM Punk is dead. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. He's gonna um, die again, and the stupid no Roth is still gonna change his no name, okay? That's all anymore. that matters. He's gonna lose again, and he's gonna cry again, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Anyway, Punch Tominaga should have gotten squashed by El Lindemann much faster than he had. I think that was the purpose of the match, and they felt to do that, um, isn't he, but, isn't he the, the okay, the post-match was interesting, but the, was obviously <laughs> the most interesting thing about the match, um, so Reserve come out, and T-Hawk has clippers, <laughs> and he, he just starts shaving Punch's head for no apparent reason <laughs> than for the lulls, um, again, another famous do-it-for-the-fine moment, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's just do it, doing it for the vine. Um, and what did it, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Punch's hairline is already reseating so much that maybe it was for the best. Um, he pulled a June and, Akiyama. And so the most interesting thing about... What? That he pulled a June Akiyama. Another reason. He wanted to go quietly into that good night to save his dignity. <laughs> I mean, T-Hawk pulled no, Katoka. Yes, T-Hawk did pull the Katoka. Um, Please God, the them. most interesting, the most, yeah, the most interesting part about that though is that Linda actually pulled out a giant pair of scissors and declared that he had also planned to cut Punch's hair off after the match. Which scissors is he? Is, is that Punch's hair is short. Here. Save his dignity. They looked like he was going to get the hair off. He couldn't use the scissors. He was going to cut his own fingers off. That was beautiful. Yeah, that's that is pretty much what happened. I uh, feel like then, the foundations of these relationships yeah. are built on so very little. Yes. <laughs> everything is everything is on the 
But anyway, so this all ended with this all ended with Linda and Berserk being like, "Hey, you wanted to cut his hair. I wanted to cut his hair. Let's be together then." <laughs> They're like, "Okay." So so Linda Van joined Berserk. Which is the funniest thing I've ever heard because it just makes me so it just makes me think of when Yashi turned on Monster well, Express and joined Berserk and Joy was like all arms all over him touching him Berserk like look look I've got him now he's mine <laughs> was Shingle being really yeah the Joy is a hoe friendship club bullshit so like Yashi's a hoe too to be friends to be in Berserk in fact they are okay so anti friendship so basically wait just being but wait, if Doi is a hoe and Yashi is a hoe, then who's flying the plane? <laughs> then who's flying the plane? They're That's anti- not what I wanted to say. That Monster Express, if Monster Express is a friendship club, then is Berserk like the hoe club? I'm sorry, but going if he Shingo, he's like, not going to make any money. Their shared love of haircutting is fine. True. Or being bad people in general is fine, but they don't have to be friends. Exactly, I agree. So yeah, I feel like um, that would make Shingo after... the pimp because of his jacket. That would explain Cyber Kong's shirt with the titty hanging out now. There it is. We cracked the code. Berserk is like the Berserker. We forgot to talk about something. The Angry Ho Club. So after the punch okay. in the match and the punch haircutting, there was the Eta and Linda. Sure, why not? And the entire story um. with the fucking caves. So basically what happened is that uh, Linda was like, over generation stole my cave gimmick. And Eta was like, well, well after that we had for, the, first of all, the, uh, fuck you. And they... <laughs> this match is fucking awesome. And basically, the Yachty came out... They just said fucking you to each other at this point. <laughs> And Yagi came out and he was like, oh, this is my favorite part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he decided that next month in Karakuen, there was going to be the Eita versus Linda Bravegate match, and it was going to be Cape versus Bravegate, which is the greatest stipulation of all time, basically. I, I, I saw that. And... <laughs> Shut up. I saw that, and my first thought was actually that this is bullshit. Like, he needs to drop the cape because he's in Berserk anyway. He's going to look okay, like so a bowhead coming out in that lace cape. I think it actually makes a little bit of sense in that Linda maybe feels like Overgeneration has stolen his identity. If his whole you're, identity you're, you're was a cape, he probably made a mistake cape. somewhere down the line. <laughs> he's going to lose the cape. That's the, that's the truth of the matter. He's going to lose the I cape. Mean, the Brave Game match, so he's going to lose the cape. Also. I hope Ada wears the fucking cape just to piss him off. Through the entire match. Yeah, I hope he wears the cape oh, in the match, and then brings out, like, he brings out, every time he's in a Brave Game match, he wears the cape for good luck, because he kicked Linda's ass for it. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so. Um, alright, so. <laughs> that much fucking rule. <laughs> that Shima was apparently immune to. Alright, so. So Shima and Gamma. It's Shima! Shima and Genki. As I was saying, this match is fucking awesome. Um, I would go like 
four and a quarter or something, probably. It was you really, didn't cut really, a promo really after the match, um, like shit-talking like the rubber band. Minutes. That's the most we could have asked for. Every spot. Okay, but I think of, I know plus, why he didn't cut a promo like, after they, the it match. It was a great mix of like comedy because they still did, you know, the rubber band spots. I stuff, think he just didn't know where the fuck had, he like, was because he took that fucking beach break and didn't yeah, look Shima like no sold the rubber band. I love Yankee. Motherfucker, I love Yankee. I just want to put this out there that I love Yankee Horiguchi so much. It was really, it was a good match though. I will be happy if I if he never hits the beach break on anyone ever again. I have literal <laughs> nightmares. I had a nightmare the other day about Honda retiring, like for good, for good, for good. Why? Like forever. Like again. Tell you, but it's gonna yeah, happen. That's true, actually. But he at least he eventually was, it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen. In my nightmare, it was specifically somebody. because his neck injuries were acting up. Um, it's, so yeah, it's, I, I if I never have to see the bitch break again, I will be so happy. I will be the that in the caldera. That and the caldera, uh, yeah. Also. Because Kotoka almost killed Ada. How, so, yeah, how, which, how, but, much, yeah. how close do these guys have to get to death before they realize maybe this move isn't worth it? No, I, mean, honestly, I think we can avoid... That's a theme across wrestling. Unless it's if, a, if, a move, if a move almost kills somebody, but they're not dead, they usually don't get rid of the move. I mean, this is what happened. This is literally what happened with the beach break. Yeah. I, like, it was cool, but the, the thing that, yeah. yeah. We're losing it. They have to die. They have, someone's going to have to die, honestly. <laughs> That's how they... Yeah, they were losing it. Um, to make it... Smart. No, it is really cool. Yeah. And like I said, All right, so I but, did love the match a lot, but the beach break just makes me cringe but it was every cool single time. Broke out every single time. Win. That was awesome. Like, I can't. I, I can't. The, I can't. The announcers... Re- the, I feel the like this is probably like, heading in the direction of Osaka Oaks. Like, shot. It's really like, what the fuck? I just... I don't know. I don't want to see them... I don't want to see them get title shots anymore. I'm over... We, you know, people have been talking about... Yeah, they they better lose. They better lose. If Shima wins, I'm going to Japan to make sure he relinquishes the belt. I don't know, but my thing... I I know I I I get it, but out of their kids, you know, we're gonna relinquish these, you know, Triangle Gate belts. These belts are for the youth. Blah 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 blah. You know, people. I've seen people complain that hey, we're kind of tired of the older generation always getting these title shots. You know, people are even getting I'm sick of the of everything being about the big six and the older members of Dragon Gate. Man, Shima doesn't need another title shot. Neither does Gamma. Just let the other teams fight. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'm just going to say it. If Katoka is still in Berserk when he returns, I want Seahawk, Lindemann, and Katoka as Triangle Gate champs. That would be fantastic. That would be the team. I Give them so the rub. Bad. Give them the rub. You've got a thousand kids in this promotion right now. You could, you know, work your way onto belts for all of them if you really wanted to, and you wouldn't have to stretch it very thin at all. I mean... Ishida and Yamamura are going to be twin gate champions within the next five years, also. So maybe I'm okay with that. Linda's moving up really fast. I feel like mm-hmm. that would be that would be that would be amazing. Yeah, Ata and T Hawk obviously took longer, but that's because Dragon Gate that. botched everything about them pretty terribly, and they had to rehab the characters. 
But yeah, no, well, uh, if, I mean, Shima is probably going to weasel his way into a triangle gate match. Maybe he'll challenge with Ishida and Yamamura, which would be cool. But it's probably going to be Shima, Gama, and I don't know, like Dragon Kid or something. Um, He's faster for the youth. I'm going to challenge for them again. Fuck off, Dad. That's like this. That's like the. That would be like the third or fourth time too since he since I him got. The Jimmys are just like no. Just don't accept the challenge. Just be like. But no. then again, the Jimmys are not exactly young people They're either. Not, but they are not. You know, it's not the same issue with them because at least it made sense for them to win. <laughs> it made sense for them to win because Seahawk talks shit. But now, I like I told you, I believe they need to drop the belts to the kids. And it would piss me off so much if the fucking over-generation old guys got the belts. Mm-mm. I completely agree. I completely agree. You've got so many young boys in Dragon Gate. Give them the belts. Mm-mm. So. Um, what was the next match? Oh, yeah. It was the best. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the next match was um, another one in the Team uh, Akira Tozawa special tags. It was Tozawa, Mochizuki, Dragon Kid, and uh, Ryo Saito versus Yamato, BB Hulk, KZ, and Flamita. Um, Tozawa's team all came out wearing uh, his new T-shirt, and they all tried to do the big stretch which was freaking adorable. Adorable. It was. That sure kill scares me because I always think he's going to kill himself when he's doing it. Well, there were four people trying to kill themselves this time. Which is the uh, theme of Dragon Gate. Yeah, that is true. Also, uh, Saito had a, a really hard time uh, comprehending how to do the too easy pose, which was very fun. Um, this match was really... I really liked it, um, and honestly, if those special uh, Tozawa tag matches are just his teammates doing Tozawa tribute spots for 20 minutes, I will not be angry about that at all. Are you guys fucking dead? No, we're just listening. Yeah. Yep. Remember, Case yeah, hasn't seen all I'm this done. yet, so he's kind of staying quiet. John, you have seen the show, right? I do. Yeah, but I don't know. You just left me hanging I, there. I think it's I think it's very interesting to see how they handle a, an important member. That sounded shitty. An important member of their roster leaving, which is not to say that Pac and Uha are not important, but let, let let's be real. They were outsiders. There's there's a huge difference between even someone like Pac, who was a big deal, and Uha, who was a heavily valued member of the roster, and someone like Tozawa leaving. Tozawa is literally one of the six biggest dudes in the promotion that they, you know, that they heavily advertised. The big six. Tozawa was one of them. And we all thought he was going to leave after the Yamato match, because that's what's happened in the past. The, The title match, and then they leave... But, I mean, I guess it makes sense to drag it out a little bit, because Tozawa really does deserve all this stuff. He deserves all these moments with his friends, because he has worked his ass off in Dragon Gate. Oh, yeah. Well, when Raw watches it seems like they have guys locked up for long periods of time, but... In two weeks, we've seen the way cruiserweights are presented, and I 
don't see him being someone that when he has the chance to re-sign or leave, goes, I want more of this. So, yes, he'll be I'm back. Gonna, I'm going to say really quickly, does anyone think he's never going to be back? Because I really don't think so. I think he'll be back within, like, two years. I'm I'm gonna be real here. I do not I do not like the way that the WWE, the entire system, NXT included, handles Asian wrestlers. I do not. I, I don't. I mean, Shinsuke and Kana, they're you know they're fine where they are right now. They're champions. Hideo did not get treated well. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, I don't know how they're gonna treat Ho Ho Loon. Get it out of I, I, you know, I don't have you know no high hopes just because in the past they have had such a bad history inside, hey. with how they handle. Japanese, you know, Ho Ho Loon is not Japanese, obviously, but how they handle Japanese wrestlers, they have such a bad history. And I do not know how he's going to fare on Raw. If he was still in NXT, I would be less concerned because he has a big name among the indie fans and they love him, but he's on Raw. And Raw has been notoriously bad. And the way that the WWE main roster has handled Asian wrestlers over the years has been deplorable and awful, and I know, I just don't have high hopes for what's going to happen. The cruiserweights haven't been presented well, and I just I just don't have high hopes for what they're going to do to them there. I cannot give the benefit of the doubt to a company that has continuously managed to disappoint just about everyone all year long. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And the funny part is, if WWE was so good, they would not feel the need to raid every promotion on the entire yeah, planet for more wrestlers. But, um, they they, they used to not do that. If you know, WWE they took down like bigger that. companies that if were WWE their main competition. So good, but, and, you know, they sent some guys out to Japan, but they never really raided companies the way they are right now. So, obviously, they know there's something wrong. They don't know how to fix it, but... People would not feel the need to go to Japan to get their pro wrestling fix. I really don't I'm want to talk about it. I'm not going to be with Uha mm-hmm. because Uha is on SmackDown. It makes me so sad. That was the only thing I wanted to see. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, Uha, Tozawa, and LaSombra are all going to leave. LaSombra already wants He's pissed. Manny, Manny's pissed off. Alberto's even like he doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, he went to know. CMLL and took all these to, pictures with his like friends because he doesn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> okay, so yeah. yeah, John, what did you think about U- that? Uha, Uha, yeah, Uha might be back before Tazawa if the booking keeps up with him. I mean, he's basically a. That's I what you get uh... for not trying. Yeah. I didn't really. I would have been surprised if he had been pinned by anyone else, but not Tazama. Anyway, I don't right, think let's move on good. to the the eight man tag. It was it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I was a little surprised that Hulk got pinned again, but you know.
Okay. I, I kind of wouldn't. Okay. Wouldn't okay. The funniest thing Hulk about this is that Shachi was just at ringside in, in like, uh, all right, almost like civilian clothing, right? <laughs> And he just started screaming to the best of his abilities, of course. It was um, and just wrestled the match in like not his ring gear. That lasted about four and a half minutes. Like he just had his mask on and then some like sports shorts and tra- and like sneakers. There's nothing he will not do for the sport. Yeah. Part of me wonders if they even told him he was going to be in the match. It's. It was really I'm not, weird. I'm not like, dressed if you knew he was gonna be in the match. It was really weird. I don't know. I didn't. No, that was that was kind of weird to me. But maybe that's just me nitpicking everything as I, I as I usually do. I thought he was. Um, I thought that was a. I thought that was a fine main event. I loved T Hawk picking up the win. Um, Rashachi. Seahawks DT bomb is Mm-mm. yes. Um, again, I feel like kind of like Linda versus Punch. That was a match that was more about the consequences than the actual match. Um, because then they kind of just started ripping into each other, especially Berserk ripping into Monster Express, and so Yagi came out whole, and he was just I like, "I like him going through all." The okay, boys. That was kind of cool. <laughs> Sorry. Like I'm trying bomb. to imagine how. Something Yagi would sound like the most troll voice you can possibly imagine. Pretty much. Yagi is actually yeah. the you, biggest you like evil man. in this company. Um, he is, and nobody has realized it yet. Yeah, and so Yagi came out and said that he was making it. Well, not he didn't really actually make it. Um, T Hawk was like, "You guys fucking suck. You should disband." And Yagi was like. This seems like the right thing to do. Like this, this, this is okay with me. Um, the amount so of times he be... sides with the heel faction is extremely worrying. And then you remember the last time he wrestled, he was with a heel faction. You can't trust him. You know what? Which you is so funny because Eden Khan was how Monster Express ended up in this situation because everything started going downhill when Yoshino brought Yashi in, and then Yashi was like. Fuck you. <laughs> it all goes to mm. Um, but yeah, no, Yagi was like, this seems perfectly reasonable. Um, and so next month in Karak in Karakuen, so October, well, next month, actually, in 10 days. Yeah. Um, uh, so we have Monster Express versus Berserk, five on five, full conclusion, unit disband match, Yoshino, Tozawa, Shimizu, Shachi Hokuboy, and Peter Kasa. Versus Shingo Takagi, Naruki Doi, Brother Yashi, Seahawk, and the Cybercon. <laughs> That's a good point, um, actually. That's a good point, actually. I know it's I not... I think of that. Yeah. What is um, he doing to my, get in all these matches, even though most of the roster doesn't think he's very good? I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He's <laughs> um, blackmail. I was, um... I know this is not going to happen, but my, like, if I was booking the match, Berserk would disband. Why the fuck is Cybercon there? And, no, the thing is that I won't, I won't vote Unit to disband at this point. <laughs> I honestly have to agree with that. I think Berserk should 
should lose and disband, and I think Monster Express should amicably part ways when Tozawa leaves. Few compromising pictures of him. But I, I think, I, you I know, think, I think... Yeah. Hmm? My biggest issue is that you're going to make a new unit with the people who leave. There's not enough people loose around Dragon Gate. Oh, that God, was the big problem with Berserk. There is going to be... <laughs> That's a that was a big problem with Berserk. A lot of people complain it was a lot like Mad Blanky 2.0, other than you know Shingo, because it was you I know because you used the same guys over and over again. I could Kotoka wasn't, but Kotoka. You know, a lot of people don't even really think about him when they think about Berserk because a lot of people just don't like him. But I mean, you're gonna have the Monster Express guys, and then a few more dudes left, you know, around the edges. Unless they're unless they join different units, you're not gonna have a unit that's that much different than the one you started with. If they yeah. both disbanded, you could at least make two new entirely, you know, units out of that. Yoshino. Uh, no, I don't think so, but I want it. <laughs> my- um... Yes. But I don't. But I don't think he turns so much as he just joins one of the other units. Yeah. He's not gonna turn heel. T Hawk kind of shit talk. When he does turn heel, T-Hawk. though, it's gonna be phenomenal. I guess. But who else? Would That's turn my heel? thing. I wish we had more than one heel unit at a time because then at least have. Because then T Hawk didn't have to join. Really Ber- you know, Berserk. Linda didn't have to join Berserk and turn into fucking Pidgeot. You know, I just yeah. think. I mean, the only, one, if, you know, the if there only was just two, maybe just two heel groups, from then you could have more people media. turning and have yeah. more opposition without it being the same fucking I mean, people I every time. I, I don't think Shimizu is turning anytime soon, but I yeah. think when he does, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's happening eventually, but too, probably not after this match. No. I don't know. I just don't see it happening. And honestly, I think, obviously, you look at this match and you're like, Tozawa's leaving, Monster Express has to disband. But I don't know. I really don't know. Right now, I don't think I would place a bet on either of, this, of these units. I would place a bet on Berserk because they would. I really would hope... I'm not going to say they wouldn't because I just realized I'm talking about Dragon Gate and T-Hawk here. I would really hope they wouldn't fuck T-Hawk over immediately like that. Because that would fuck T-Hawk over big time. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And uh, the reason I said I'm not going to 100% bet against that is because Dragon Gate has a history of fucking T-Hawk over. But, um, I don't know. I just don't think they would do that to T-Hawk and Linda this early into their heel turns. Because if you take their unit away, they have each other and maybe Shingo and Doi, and you don't really know what's going to happen from there. And those guys probably won't all get back together in the unit. And I hate to say it, but Tozawa was probably the one person in Monster Express at the time that I thought was really going to succeed and go all the way to the top. Now he's leaving. What do they have left? I think it's very hard to predict. I don't know. I am looking forward to Chachi, Pin, and Shingo, though. Hmm? Yeah, a little bit, because I really did want to talk about Naoki just for a second. But, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Naoki hasn't been in Dragon Gate. Uh, hasn't appeared Naoki. in Dragon Gate since uh, September 10th. 
It was his last match in Dragon Gate oh, at the okay. uh, Summer Adventure <laughs> Handley Finals. I'm gonna go gonna like gonna go outright and say it. Yeah. Um, I think Naoki's gonna be Just fully gone from Dragon Gate before the end does. of the year. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm he's working a lot. Wait, he like he's working a lot closer to home right, right now. We'll now. Ahead, um, talk, talk he's taking a lot of uh, bookings from outside. I don't. I, I I know for sure that he worked at least one All Japan show, but he may have worked more. Um, obviously, he spends a lot of time in Dove Pro with people that actually seem to be his friends outside of wrestling. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. And, yeah, I just... What? I'm going to be completely honest here. I, I, am, I am surprised that Yashi got to where he did in Dragon Gate considering he is best friends with Yohei from Dove Pro. Yohei, as most people know, was one of the people involved in the core of the monkey scandal. And he yes, was... We know, we know. He was... Just, Bended for a year, left, got fired. I don't really know what happened, but there. I honestly think that him, you know, being on his own was better because he he does very well with Kenshin Chicano. They are a very fun tag team. Naoki has been with them almost constantly when he's not in Dragon Gate. He even dressed up like a Gingen boy and got some money tucked into his shorts. He's with them. Yashi's with them. They're all this little group of friends, and so it surprised me a little bit when I thought about it that Yashi got as far as he did in Dragon Gate, considering he is very openly public. He basically, he has he honestly basically been in Pro. He's he been having more fun. Years, I mean, I don't so want to, you know, make assumptions about his feelings, but he's actually smiling a lot there. He's joking around. He's laughing a lot. He popped in on one of their little interviews. He's laughing. They're having fun, playing with each other. They're touching big. I think he's just happier, you know, when he's with them. I think he's just way happier with uh, the doves, as we call them, than he is in Dragon Gate. And who can be surprised when all Dragon Gate really does is make him lose at this point, because he doesn't, you know, really pick yeah. up. He, he joined Berserk in what we thought was going to be a real big deal, because he turned on the Jimmies, and it was a, you know, and then nothing really happened. The last time his character was really hot was when it looked like he... Doi and Yamato were all going to break away from Berserk together. That obviously did not end up happening. He's the captain of the B squad of Berserk. Not got anything going for him, so I wouldn't really be surprised if he left and decided to just work the smaller promotions where he gets to win yeah. and gets to be is, his friends. The thing that I did want to want to touch on as well is that, uh, so as we know, he spends a lot of time in Dove. Uh, Dove operates out mainly out of the Osaka region, which is where uh, Naoki is from. Um, I'm believing that maybe... I honestly, I, so. I really don't know. There's, I do there's believe very so. little English information available about I do, that. I do believe that is when Gunzo started up the promotion, yes. That's probably right, yeah. Mm-mm. So, yeah, they do... They do operate out of the Osaka region, which is where he is from. I think, he, you know, he's 38 years old. Uh, Dragon Gate very clearly isn't going to do anything of note with him they're anymore. Kind of like a, they're, um, they kind of like a, I think he probably just wants to be closer to Osaka his program, home, right? closer to his family, because he's one of the people in Dragon Gate uh, who we know for sure has a wife and kid. Um, at least one kid. Maybe he's yeah, had he more since fun. then, but I don't know about that. So. Um, so, you know, it's just very probable that he knows his, that his place in Dragon Gate is likely never going to change anymore. 
like I said, he's, I mean, still very difficult to believe because he doesn't look his age, but he's, thir- he's, new- what? It's not me. I'm, uh, I'm not touching my mic. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he's, he's 38 years old. He has a child. Um, he probably just wants to wrestle closer to home. Dove, like I said, operates mainly out of the Osaka region, which is where he lives. Um, he just maybe doesn't want to go all the way, you know, to Tokyo and all the other places. Um, and like I said, he knows like that his time and importance in Dragon Gate like are pretty much done for. Really so, I don't know. I also think it has to do with who he's working with, to be completely honest. Oh yeah, he's definitely he joined Berserk. He saw some pictures of him with the other Berserk members all together, but that stopped really fast. And the pictures were usually on and he showed Yashi a lot. I did not know that Naoki and Yashi were such close friends until more recently. They are together all the time now. I think it's adorable, to be honest. But, I mean, it just doesn't seem like he's got that many ties left to Dragon Gate. And, clearly, he, what he wants to do is spend the rest of his career close to home with his good friends having a good time. And Dove Pro is a good time. It's a sleazy little indie where they play music during all the matches. And sometimes they dance to the music. So, he just gets to have a good time with the rest of his career instead of basically... I support everything he does. Just want to say that. So do I. So, mailbag. Yes. He's Friend a good dude. Home. Shout out. I love you, man. Friend of the All right, so let's get into the mailbag, I guess. Um, yes. So there's a couple questions here from Abrasive Ob- at Abrasive Obelisk. Um, first of all, in hindsight, in hindsight, is the current main event scene better than if we're in yeah, the Tozawa um, Shingo timeline? I think for Assuming me... Assuming doesn't go to CWC. This is, I'd know, say this no, because I'm not really... It's difficult because the Yamato I love Yamato, so and okay, I I but, really want um, to believe that I mean, his, things his are going to be not very good and a little he, better. The thing is that his reign started, and then nothing concerning the Dreamgate really happened until Dangerous Gate. Because it was cut off by the Summer Adventures Hadley, but this would have happened for Tozawa as well. I just really wanted that Tozawa versus Shingo singles match, you know? Even if it wasn't for the Dreamgate. Yeah, I totally agree with John on this one. Um, I really wanted to see Tozawa on top of Kobe World. I thought this year would have been the year to do it, and I think I think the Yamato build was outstanding. I think it's one of the best stories in wrestling this year, but I also am not loving the after with Yamato now on his own, and there's no one that really is gunning for Yamato right now, 
and as a face Yamato needs that he needs a Doi or a Shingo like, or whoever. I'm really yeah. I, they're they're waiting to pull the trigger on Doi, and I think they've waited way too long. Yeah, I'm really like, they've not built that matchup ever since. You know, okay, Tozawa's gone. Time to start the build to Doi. Nope, they didn't do that. I don't yeah. understand their decision making. This is one thing that I completely agree with. It will it will be too soon before they like they really 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 need to start that because there's gonna there's not gonna be a Dreamgate match at Gate of Destiny uh, because there is the Big Face uh, special tag match. So they need to. St- to have a real, so either they need to have a Dreamgate defense on a smaller show to kind of fill in that hole, or they really, 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 really need to get started on building up the challenger for Final Gate, which I believe is going to be Doi. And the big problem with having a Dreamgate defense on a smaller show is that Doi would deserve the biggest possible defense they could give him. That is what I meant. Like, and they, so I don't really know who you could feed Yamato in that time period who wouldn't just seem like a feeder for him. Yeah. Like, at least with Shingo, we knew that they were feeding Shingo the old men, and the matches were still good because it's fun to watch the old men try, but, like, it's, it's just I don't think that would help Yamato's reign very much if they did that. I kind of... I'm not thrilled that Tozawa leaving is, like, shafting Yamato's title reign, because I feel like that's part of the problem. The timing is really weird right now. Everything gotta, is I, happening I, at I the got, same I, time in not a good way. I gotta be honest, I don't think it would... I mean, maybe the main event title scene would be better, but at the same time, after Tozawa beat Shingo, who is gunning for Tozawa? There's not really anyone. Yeah, it's the same problem with I mean, maybe. No. No, no. 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 Would not have had to. We could have just retired Shima quietly and locked him in the closet. What's a Shima? I, I, don't, I don't even know anymore. I, I, I don't know. I think if they would just get to the... I, if, the if Gate of Destiny ends setting up Yamato Doi, I won't complain. But if they seriously do not take advantage of that opportunity... What are the, you know, what are you doing? And I really think that the issue is not even so much as just Yamato's reign as is that Tribe Vanguard has not been doing shit. And someone said that it's like they're trying to use Yamato to put BB Hulk over, and I think that might be part of the problem. Is that, you know, Hulk is a big star. Okay, yeah, that's all good and fine, but um, Yamato is the champion. Don't forget that. And I thought, that's like I told, I said before, I wish that they hadn't done... Yamato in the SATL. I wish they had done KZ and Hulk because Yamato could have done shit during that tour that revolved around that title if they had not put him in that tag team with Hulk. And I do think that plays into trying to use Yamato to get Hulk over. I don't think they had to do that because it's Hulk. I think that might have been a mistake, but I really think that they could have just let Yamato be off on his own working title scenes and then they could have, you know, built up or started building up him and somebody else who was not Tozawa, so you would have another feud to fall. I think, I, I, just, I think it all comes down to timing being very off, in a way, um, with so many yeah. things happening and not really being compatible with each other. You know, Tozawa leaving, the Summer Advantage Tadley kind of cutting the year and a half in a not very good way. Um... Yeah, that's my only... Maybe it would not feel so bad if Dragon Gate had not been kind of a drag lately. You know, Gate of Destiny was not as 
I mean, Dangerous Gate was Dangerous not as good Gate. as the smaller show. That... Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind um, of feels like we're on a slow burn here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little too slow, maybe. Well, Sailor Moon, first of all. All right. Um, yes. Yeah. I was obsessed with Shaman King. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, so up next we have his second question. He want to know what cartoons did all of us watch as kids? Weren't we all? And this is a funny time for the uh, show I mean, because no, not. Jules and I just like spam the VOW chat with references. <laughs> I so like I watched like like yes, the original I mean, I, Pokemon because I, I had a babysitter that like watched that with us Pokemon, and like she had the VHS Digimon, tapes. So like I've seen that, Pokemon. but like um, I don't do anime. That's not something I've ever been like. Let's, that was a little after my time. I've never been like, let's yeah. sit down and watch anime. That's never a thought that's um, popped into my head. To, as a so kid, as, I really didn't old, like cartoons. I was a weird kid, anime. believe it or not. So, you still um, are. My answer yeah. is I was anime trash. You, you yeah, I know. Get out. Um, in a good way. I liked Rocket Power and SpongeBob <laughs> um, and Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> yeah. Rocket Power was great. Back off. No, that was actually a great show. I'll stand with Case on that. Rocket Power was one of my favorite shows as a kid. I but like when they I don't know. I like dirt bikes and basketball as a kid. So and to Jerry versus Billy Kenman matches, which if you've listened to me on the DKP show, you'll understand that. Oh. Yeah, no. Uh, when, when I was a kid, that's when they started Adult Swim, and. Back before Adult Swim became propped up on shit like Family Guy and Robot Chicken, it was a lot of anime. Because that was really all they had to show that would have been more mature cartoons. So, my first actual, like, adult anime was Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, so good. That that was, like, the defining moment of my childhood, because I loved that show so much. Sailor Moon was um, also a big one, and so was Pokemon. Yeah. Sailor Moon, it's kind of funny, because if you watch the American dubs, and you shouldn't do that because of what I'm going to mention, anyway, they try to tell you that two of the girls who are girl... Girlfriend. They're gay. They're really gay. So... Like, super gay. Yes. yes. And I, as a little kid, for some reason, that thought did not process with me at all, and I still thought they were girlfriends. Yeah, all the subtext is still there. And then, like, I was like... I love that. You know? That show's so good. This is kind of the same... Um, they, they did the same thing with uh, Cardcaptor Sakura. Oh, fuck, they did. It was awful. Or they did that with uh, Toya and... What was his name again? Uh, Yukito, who were Sakura's older brother and basically his boyfriend. Yeah. And they also uh, kind of edited out Sharon's um, crush... Yeah on Yukito yeah. and made it look like he was like jealous of him or something when he actually had like look, the well, biggest they, like little boy crush on him basically so they took so this, they, they took this I, thing that was completely normal and made it really fucking weird because it made him go from just I I watched I, I watched everything Plamp have actually said that 
the way that attraction works in their works is that people with magical powers are attracted to other people with magical powers, which would basically make everyone bisexual. Magic case. And in one of their latest works, which was Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicles, which I'm a big fan of, they actually have a canon gay ship um, among the main characters, which have been confirmed by Clamp themselves. Uh, just as Yukito and Toya have been, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they've been confirmed as well. So, I am a big fan. Oh, I think so. What's that crack Clamp? What is that? What is that noise? Okay. <laughs> My case. Uh, oh yeah, no. Clamp yeah. have a fuck ton of gay ships. Basically. Shit. What was their name? It wasn't like Subaru and someone else. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, amazing. All I really remember from my childhood was, like, the main animes I watched, like, Sailor Moon and Pokemon and Digimon. I was really big on Digimon. I think I watched Digimon up until the point they stopped airing it in America, which was when I was, like, in middle school. Um, I'm trying to get back into Pokemon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.